Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff One Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And today we have a very special edition of a book club for you. It's going to be a bit of a discussion around the importance of feminist books and also why we should be paying attention to all of the book banning efforts going on right now. But it's also special because we have a very important announcement. (gasps) We have been hinting at it. We have been alluding to it. And it's finally time. It is. It is. Uh, Samantha and I wrote a book. (laughs) Wrote a damn book. We did. (laughs) It's hard to believe, honestly. It really, really is. (laughs) We did it. It was a whirlwind. And you'll hear more about the process of writing it in uh, our upcoming Monday Mini. Uh, But yes, the book is called Stuff I've Never Told You, The Feminist Past, Present, and Future. It comes out on August 29th. Of 2023. Of 20. Yes. Good. We have to add that part. <laughs> Very good call, Samantha. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> August 29th of 2023. And you can pre-order it at stuffyoushouldreadbooks.com. You can also find a link on our social media channels. So Yes. Yes. Uh, go do it. It was a very daunting as writing any book is, but also writing any book about feminism. Honestly, things change so quickly. Literally, chapters we wrote were changing as we were writing them. (laughs) Yes, because we started the whole thing 2021. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. So we had to keep changing it throughout. But, of course, we had a lot of people helping on this journey. But yeah, it does feel like there's so much outdated that we kept going, can we fix this? Can we fix this? (laughs) Can we go back and add this in there? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it is, it's one of those things where it reminds me of how 
my mom feels about when she cooks things, where she's always nitpicking her own cooking, but mm-hmm. I'm like, it tastes really good. It's hard for me to look at this objectively, but there are some really cool parts I love about it. Uh, mm-hmm. One is... We were lucky enough, uh, Samantha had this idea, like, let's add in this graphic novel elements because we love that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And we were lucky enough to work with a local illustrator named Helen Choi. And Helen turned in our kind of rambling ideas into beautiful art. It is. I would say it's probably one of my favorite parts to the book, uh, having her doing all the wonderful illustrations of Mm -hmm. some of the stories that we thought were important, and then having some of the best, like, graphics for, uh, again, parts of the things that we couldn't say but wanted to show. So she did a wonderful job, and it's so, so fun. Yes, it, it is. It's really, really fun. It was it was a fun collaborating process, uh, which we will talk about more in our Monday mini. Um, we were also lucky enough to work with Jane Franson, uh, who was kind of our editor, ghostwriter, ba- basically the person who made sure we got stuff done. Yeah, I, like, I think we came in with a, an idea that we would have a ghostwriter, and then she just ended up being our editor and then our manager, <laughs> kind of yeah. our agent. She just became everything, a representative, and advocate for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only would she go through everything we wrote uh, and be like, okay, we're going to change this and this and this and make us sound very smart. Thank you very much. Uh, but she really was an in-between for or being a translator (laughs) between us and the book world because there are so many things that we don't know in that field. Mm -hmm. And she was just a pro holding our hands the entire time um, and making sure that we were equipped to move forward. <laughs> yes, because we did not know what we were doing. Like to Not at all. Full transparency, <laughs> we did not know. We would ask the most, I assume, basic questions. But she was so kind and so... Yes, helpful. And there would literally be times where one of us or both of us are having a panic attack and she would like talk us down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Are we> okay? <laughs> yeah, and she did. Like even after we were done trying to write acknowledgments of my bio, I would send her my like clip. I was like, what do you think of this? And she would be like, yes, this is good, but let's add this part. But she mm-hmm. was, the entire thing was so uh, less painful <laughs> yes. because of her. Yes, yes. Um, so. Look out for our Monday mini where we talk more about that. Uh, Definitely check out, you can see uh, an excerpt on that website I read, stuffyoushouldreadbooks.com. And they chose, we also have uh, another idea of Samantha's was that there would be these kind of like fictional women interludes. Mm -hmm. Of course, Princess Leia is in there, but they chose the the last of us one, I'm assuming, because of uh, (laughs) current uh, interest (laughs) to to show as an excerpt so go go check it out and you you can see some of the illustrations and they're really really beautiful and amazing and so we're happy to share it with you now we don't have to be like coy about it anymore (laughs) 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 and we'll probably we'll be talking about it more we'll be mentioning it more there might even be some like hangouts virtual or in real life who knows who knows what will happen Yeah, 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 yeah. But like we said, it is a very daunting task. And one of the things we wanted to talk about in this is the importance of feminist books and and feminism in books. And um, I I was looking it up and there seemed to be some very basic things that kept coming up. And one was defying patriarchal stereotypes. And that was in particular like even like in children's books or in fictional books of the importance of younger people to to see something that is not what, you know, like these kind of traditional 
patriarchal stereotypes that we normally get fed at a young age and why that's so important. And there is a lot of research and science behind that. There's also just kind of opening up your minds, uh, both of young folks, but of older folks. And you and I have talked about that. Mm-hmm. Of basically, I, for me, it was college. And, and there has been some a little bit earlier than that, but college was the big period where I started reading these materials or consuming these materials. And it really like changed how I looked at the world and made me challenge how I looked at the world, which is hugely important. Also, they provide context and education. So many of the books we've focused on mm-hmm. in these book clubs have done that. And they've done it so graciously when they honestly mm-hmm. don't have to be so gracious. But because it's true, like if you're raised in one environment, uh, it's so helpful to find a book like this that's like, here's why you need to start thinking about this or questioning this or, or those kinds of things. It's just hugely important. And it, it's like everywhere. I, I still love that we've talked about topics ranging from intersexual environmentalism to just basic like ableism or just basic feminism mm-hmm. and how it impacts everything. And that can help shape how we view the world we live in, the structures around us, can give you the tools to combat oppression, to make society better, to recognize the toxic systems and mindsets you've been raised in. And yeah, this is sort of, it's been very helpful to learn for me, like how everything is intersectional, how you can't just separate out these different threads, that they all relate. And there is so much to talk about when it comes to feminism. It touches everything. And that was one of the big struggles we had Mm -hmm. with this book. (laughs) Was how do we choose what to talk about and what not to Mm -hmm. talk about? And it's just so, 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 so much. But I do think it's very, very valuable. I think that it has been. I think that I love when we do a book club and they talk about another book that they read that influenced them, Mm -hmm. kind of seeing all the impact of these books on how people think and and what they they write about or what they pursue and starting these conversations that are so, so, so important. And as we talked about when we kind of did our wrap-up of 2022, we were talking about book club. So many of these books that we've read on here have just kind of opened another pathway in my brain for thinking about something differently or, or giving it more context or putting into words what I couldn't quite put into words. And it's just... It's so powerful, that kind of exchanging, especially if it's um, an experience you don't know too much about. It's just, it really, really can open you up and make you think about things differently in a way that is more conducive to uh, a better world, I would hope. rant for a sec please pay apps are way too public what happened some rando hearted a payment from five months ago and i realized people can see my entire history who i'm paying like full names it's super weird yeah it's weird how are you paying your friends then apple cash it's all in messages you can literally send cash like a text and it stays between friends random people can't see it did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers... 
Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. I think um, something that we have seen in many of the books is that people are really giving themselves and are being vulnerable within these books. And it's it's a privilege uh, to be a part of that just by reading what has been published uh, when we talk about Bill Hooks or any of the essays that they, they really put in all the work so much beforehand that coming back to it and rediscovering it, even though it's been around, has been so important. And that's that's why uh, when things are written down, why we find it so important that we continue to read it, because it is. It, it doesn't go away, thank God. And it may take a little while for us to find again or to discover again. Uh, but it does. And no matter, as we're about to talk about, like no matter how people might push back, it can't go away. Thank goodness. Um, and that's one of the things that we see is that when we take something and are able to really uh, hone in on what it's trying to teach us, that how valuable and how powerful those tools are. And I find it encouraging that we are able to access that today. Me too. Me too. And I think... Like I said, there's just so much. You can find such niche things. It's it's amazing, and I love it. <laughs> but it is important. It is important. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, this is even a bigger deal right now, given the wave of book banning that we're seeing, especially around gender identity and LGBTQ plus issues under the guise that these books are, quote, sexually explicit um, and race. Um, activism and feminist books are targeted too, as well as sex ed and abortion. Uh, I just saw the day in Florida, they're trying to make it so you can't talk about menstruation right. <laughs> to people who are a certain age. Which is hilarious. But I did <laughs> see uh, that lots of people in Florida are doing a read-in. So uh, I think it's becoming a new form of protest, and yeah, I love it. Me I too. Love it. Me too. Um, yeah, there's been a, there's been a couple there's been pushback and protest, and we'll talk about that a little bit at the end. But uh, the U.S. and 
people in general have a long history of censorship and book banning, especially around religion, enslavement, and racism. Jen Crow era South is a big one. Um, and sex and gender, including birth control and contraceptives. According to the National Geographic, quote, by the 1920s, Boston was so notorious for banning books that authors intentionally printed their books there in hopes that the inevitable ban would give them a publicity boost elsewhere in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But yes, book banning is seeing a very big surge right now. Uh, Almost every state in the U.S. has seen a rise in the banning of books in recent years. Right. Um, As a fact, let's go over some numbers. From July 2021 to June 2022, PAN America's Index of School Book Bans lists 2,532 instances of individual books being banned, affecting 1,648 unique book titles. Uh, The 1,648 titles are by 1,261 different authors, 290 illustrators, and 18 translators, impacting the literary, scholarly, and creative work of 1,550 people altogether, uh, with other books that haven't been reported on top of the bans occurred in 138 school districts in 32 states. These districts represent 5,049 schools with a combined enrollment of nearly 4 million students. Yeah. Uh, so this is all part of a big Pan American study that a lot of people are uh, referencing right now. And you should go check it out because it has a lot of data. Um, for one, you can look at who, what state has the most bans? Texas has the most, mm-hmm. uh, followed by Florida. Mm-hmm. The report found that 96% of the bans did not follow the best practice guidelines for book challenges outlined by the American Library Association and the National Coalition Against Censorship. Nearly half of the books banned are young adult books. Here's another quote from the study. The vast majority of the books targeted by these groups for removal feature LGBTQ plus characters or characters of color and or cover race and racism in American history, LGBTQ plus identities, or sex education. All right. Yeah. Again, just a reminder, it's not even about that they talk about sex. It's just mentioning a character that might be gay or Mm -hmm. queer. Mm-hmm. or anything. Mm-hmm. So uh, from GPB, quote, Cheryl Lewis Hudson, an author and publisher specializing in children's books celebrating Black culture and Black history, said that book bans are about power and that they are nothing new. She said the trend of book bans is not only censorship, but erasure of marginalized communities. So there is a trend and an underlying pattern of white supremacy, really that is challenging the actual existence of people of color in a democracy. And I think that's very obvious. I'm not even trying to hide it. No. No, no, no. Um, There's also been an increase in something called preemptive bans, uh, removing books that might be banned before they're even banned. Uh, So in one case in Tennessee, a library removed one-third of their books from their shelves in anticipation of a state law on LGBTQ plus content that didn't pass. So they were just anticipating it and they removed the books anyway. And then didn't happen. There's also silent bans where books are removed are not displayed to avoid controversy and are labeled, sometimes are labeled as inappropriate, either in online catalogs or physically, like with actual warning stickers placed on the books. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I know in bookstores, I've seen people turning books around that they don't like, and then people coming right back behind them and turning them back. Mm -hmm. It's quite a back and forth. (laughs) Okay, so here's another quote from the Pen America Report. Uh, There have also been efforts to keep books out of the hands of children, even if they remain in circulation. So one prominent example of such activity was the Hide the Pride, an initiative of CatholicVote.org in June 2022. 
Catholic Vote encouraged members to check out books from the Pride 2022 displays in children's sections of public libraries and to take pictures of the empty shelves. Yes, and there um, there is a difference between a book challenge and a book ban. Uh, a lot of times book ban is getting used for a lot, to encompass a lot more than what it traditionally means. Um, there's also a difference between that and being uh, canceled, uh, which comes up in this conversation too. And who can challenge or ban a book varies by locality, so it gets really, really messy really, really fast. Um, the report also found that this, what we're seeing right now uh, of banning books is largely the work of organizations and groups, many of them that popped up in 2021, notably after the 2020 election and the insurrection and schools reopening. Um, and some openly push Christian nationalist values. There's also politics involved in a lot of this, obviously. Right. So here's another quote from GPB. 50 groups at the state, national, and local level with as many as 300 chapters have played a role in at least half of the book bans enacted across the country during the 2021-22 school year. Of those groups, 73% were formed in 2021, according to that report. Yeah. Um, And they have, in some cases, harassed and threatened librarians and teachers. They've called them pedophiles. They've called them groomers. They've attempted to defund entire libraries. They've filed criminal charges. Um, Several states have laws about providing pornographic material, which is often the case used against queer content in this context. This is a major thing people get wrong because... The issue is often framed as worried parents asking for a banning of books, which it sometimes is. Um, Yeah, so there is that. But plenty of people speaking at these meetings that you've seen about banning books don't have kids or their kids are adults. Many will openly admit that they haven't even read the book in question, but they will just Google like a book with queer character. And then that's it. These groups have spreadsheets that they just circulate where try to get this book banned in your area. One of the groups is recognized as an LGBTQ plus hate group and they claim that January 6th was, quote, clearly a setup. Uh, Many have names like Moms for Liberty. uh, And yeah, Moms for Liberty has 200 branches. They are organized. They are recognized. DeSantis spoke at one of their conferences about parental rights, as it's called. Uh, They market themselves as grassroots, but many have connections to wealthy Republicans and are very much not grassroots. Um, Here's a quote from a transgender man named Chris Small. People are scared because they don't think LGBTQ people should exist. They don't want their own children to be LGBTQ, and they feel if they can limit access to these books and materials, then their children won't be that way, which is simply not true and is heartbreaking and disgusting. Which is hilarious because, yeah, this is historical. (laughs) We have (laughs) historical evidence. This does not work. That's not a thing. And because you're pushing back on it so hard, you're about to get a flip. Like, the only hope that I feel like we have when we talk about these subjects, um, and there's a lot of bad news happening here uh, all over the country. Georgia just got some today, and I'm very much in a funk. Um, But the fact that I know with these pushes— Oftentimes, the flip happens, and that means it's going to be a revolution mm-hmm. type of thing, and it's going to be glorious to see. I feel like every time, it may take 10 years, but it will come back, and I'm excited to see that part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too. 
And then I didn't really go into it too much, uh, but Florida is like a big focal point of this. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is not by any means the only state doing this, but the the so-called don't say gay law, one of the things we've seen in its wake is confusion of like teachers not knowing what to do. They've been told to, quote, err on the side of caution. And, you know, while... DeSantis and his supporters will say, well, it's just, I think, grade grade three and below, but it also has age appropriate in there, which means that any parent at any time could challenge a a teacher and could like get in big trouble or a librarian. Um, And we've seen those videos um, of empty shelves and, you know, (laughs) there's been some back and forth about some of them not being true, but some of them are. and so that's that's a heartbreaking. That's like students being deprived of all of this <laughs> material. And then if you're curious, uh, this was more than I really wanted to break down in this, but I was interested in it. So this whole parental rights argument isn't new either, um, but it is also in juxtaposition of the First Amendment rights of students. And there have been several Supreme Court cases affirming the rights of students. And here's a quote from one of them. Local school boards may not remove books from school libraries simply because they dislike the ideas contained in those books. Now, unfortunately, our current Supreme Court kind of sucks, so who knows? Um, Right, that might be turned over again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's it's quite interesting because, again, with the news, um, there's a lot of anti-trans bills, and it's targeted at parents and uh, young children, supposedly. We know it's targeted at trans people in general, Mm -hmm. but the language is talking about children to the fact that uh, they're also going after medical professionals who may assist. But I find that, again, ironic about parental rights, but yet we take away parental rights. Right. Mm-hmm. But again, once again. <laughs> um, so librarian Sam Helmick said, can we acknowledge that this will have a chilling effect? And when you tell me that books about myself as an asexual non-binary person who didn't have those books in libraries when I was a kid to pick up and flip through, but now publishing has caught up with me and I can see representation of me, those will be behind the desk and that's not supposed to make me feel less welcome, less seen, and less represented in my library. And there's so much, again, (laughs) the whole level, because we're not even tackling critical race theory, which is a part of this conversation too. Um, They want to take anything out that has a conversation about race because they don't know what critical race theory is. Again, they also obviously can't tell what queer porn is versus just a story about a queer person. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, which is highly offensive because then the the (laughs) understanding is that all queer people are just pornographic in nature. I mean, you do you, but that's quite an (laughs) assumption to make. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand. Tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. 
With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. So, yeah, this has been kind of grim. There are some uh, positives, though. Polls have found that Americans across the political spectrum do not approve of book bans. And there have long been efforts to push back. They are happening now. They've been happening for a long time. My high school had a banned books week. There's a banned book week in September, and we would celebrate it at my high school. Although, I bet that would not fly now. I bet that would not fly. But I loved it. It was great. Um <laughs> Because so many books that are banned are like books that we loved. It's like that you don't know why they're banned. Anyway, students have been fighting back as well in the face of like jeering and taunting from adults. Uh, Adults! (laughs) The librarians and teachers and parents are fighting back. You can find a lot of inspirational stories about it. Also heartbreaking, but inspirational. (laughs) It's heartbreaking what they had to go through. And they have seen some successes. So, for example, quote, Round Rock Black Parents Association successfully campaigned for the book Stamped for Kids, Racism, Anti-Racism, and You, A History of Racism in the U.S. by the Black authors Jason Reynolds and Ibram X. Kendi to remain on the shelves after it faced a ban. Hundreds of parents and anti-censorship activists campaigned in New Jersey to keep a series of books addressing LGBTQ plus experiences, including Gender Queer by Maya Kobabe and Long Boy by Jonathan Iveson in school libraries. And by the way, Gender Queer is the most banned book in America right now. <laughs> so there, there is good news, but we have to keep fighting because the, the other, a lot of the things I read were saying like we, a lot of people don't realize how organized this like banning book effort is. Right. That it's not just like a random parent. Like it's an organization that is targeting and is finding support. So that's important to know. Like it is not just like a parent that has suddenly been like, oh, I don't think my kid should be reading this. There are spreadsheets and like sign-up sheets and make sure you're at this meeting. Um, I mean, that goes to say about all of the things that we're seeing right now, because across the board, the majority of people are in support of the things that are being banned, whether it's abortion, whether it's uh, career rights, and whether it's book bans, whether it's critical race theory. The majority of people, according to the polls, 
are actually in support of it or just really don't care enough to do this. Literally like 60%, if not higher, for all of these things. So we know it's it's an organized few. And that's Mm -hmm. the scary part. And again, this is what we're watching. (laughs) I don't want to compare it to all the things, but when it comes to fascism, there is a playbook and it seems to be that we are following this playbook. Oh, yeah. I mean, anytime like censorship and book banning... You need to keep an eye on it. Right. It's not a good thing. Like controlling power and education like that is very, mm. very concerning. And yeah, like like we said, many of the amazing books we've talked about in this segment have been banned. Um, I know Fun Home for Me comes to mind. We talked about it in that episode. And it is, it's harmful for people to lose access to to these amazing works and and you know, seeing yourself, especially as a young person, like it's so important when you're going through this kind of tumultuous time, trying to figure out who you are, and then they're removing books. I mean, what are you supposed to take from that? And just as a reminder, and I love it, social media is an amazing platform for us to be reminded that there are more of us than them. (laughs) Yes. Yes, and there are. (laughs) There absolutely are. (laughs) And it does matter, like we said, like the power of seeing yourself, of challenging white supremacy, of challenging patriarchy. You're just like, like for me, like coming from a small town and getting this material and having like a real awakening sounds kind of nerdy, but like, you know, like, oh, there's so much more that I wasn't getting that I was being told and that was harmful to me and to everyone around me to like all of those things. Like it's so important that we have access to these things. So, <laughs> so if, if any of you have been involved in, in these efforts to fight back against book banning, we would love, love, love uh, for you to let us know. Uh, you can certainly see our upcoming episode on the writing process. I did have a thought of like, I wonder if we'll get banned. But the only thing is, I feel like you have to have a certain level of popularity to be banned. Right. So we'll see. <laughs> you know we've made it if we, we do get, get banned. banned. <laughs> I w- I, like if this is still going, I will feel this pride uh-huh. of knowing that we got banned. <laughs> <laughs> we made somebody angry enough. <laughs> I mean, I make people angry just by talking about Stacey Abrams. So let's go. <laughs> That's true. It's true. Um, well, if you want to check out this book that might make people very angry and get banned, uh, yes, it is going on sale August 29th. Uh, you can pre-order at stuffyoushouldreadbooks.com. You can see an excerpt from it. You can see the beautiful art by Helen Choi. Uh, and on our, uh, there will be announcements on our social media and links that you can click on in the bio. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your support, your continued support. And as always, if you have any suggestions for books we should be doing on this segment, uh, please let us know. You can email us at stephanieandmomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram and TikTok at stephonnevertoldyou. You You can also find us on YouTube. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina, our executive producer, Maya, and our contributor, Joey. Thank you. Kamsamida. Yes. (laughs) And thanks to you for listening. Stephon Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. 
Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. This episode is brought to you by Pedigree. If you've been looking for love at first sight, it is closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter. So this June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions.